This is Channel 253 Sports. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeltwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders BT. Hey everybody, this is Steve and you are listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. We are recording here in sunny Kent, Washington. Actually, it's it's winter, so it's not sunny at all. It's very dark. Uh, we're at the Pony Keg Grill and Bar at 8535 South 212th Street in Kent, very close to the Amazon Fulfillment Center, the Winco uh, what else? Also, the KOA Campground. Uh, interestingly, you can go camping right here in Industrial Kent, Washington. Pony Keg is a great little dive bar here in Kent, and uh, you can come get some reasonable drinks and some freaking phenomenal food. Hey, uh, Grill. Hey, Grill. In the uh, so it's the Pony Keg Grill and Bar. They put the grill first here. Uh, I'm here at the bar with my dear friend and yours, Nico Moreno. Nico Moreno, how you doing, man? Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Just uh, uh, happy to be here, just ready, pumped, a lot of talk about. It's been a busy day. It has been so a busy day. So I am ready. We are recording on the 18th of December, 2018. The year is coming to a close, probably our last show of the year, and then uh, as... Uh, the transfer window heats up in the new year after the holidays. I think we're going to definitely try to have Nico on again in uh, uh, before spring. Uh, but, uh, of course, also in studio, well, in, in the bar, is my friend Timothy Hamilton, who right now has a mouthful of cheesesteak, and he's fine. Hey, Grill. Hey, Grill. Uh, <laughs> so we have a lot to talk about today. It's a big day. You were kind of pumping up some, some big news uh, that you were going to talk about today, Nico, and you published it out on... Uh, uh, well, first of all, Nico, for those of, those of us who don't know you, who are you? You're, you're kind of a big deal around here, man. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, well no, first of all, thank you for having me. Yeah, of uh, course, sir. You guys always make you feel like home, and I appreciate that. That's why whenever you guys say go, I'm straight over here. And, uh, well, uh, for those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Nico Moreno, El Rolo del Noroeste, El Rolo NW on Twitter. Uh, currently, I'm uh, writing for Sounder at Heart. I'm okay. writing for uh, Football MLS, which is the Spanish MLS.com is the official uh, page of the league in Spanish. Uh, and I'm still working for DTUSA out of Houston, uh, doing some uh, correspondent work for both the Seahawks and the Sounders. Right on. And you just, uh, uh, not to, you know, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to uh, spoil the surprise, but uh, you just had an appearance on ESPN, ESPN Deportes today uh, <laughs> against uh, what was what was the cat's name that you're you're up against? Well, well uh, this one was in uh, a show <laughs> called Destino, okay, and uh, it's just uh, the show that's after uh, Jorge Ramos y Suanda. Uh, Jorge Ramos is a very recognized. Uh, 20, 30 mm-hmm. year guy into the industry that everybody knows in Latin America. Uh, and, uh, he's actually the person who I've been kind of not bickering, but he has certain sources that are saying one thing and I got mine that are saying others. Yeah. So we won't, we won't get into that right away, but, uh, little bit of a rumor around Nico, Nick, not Nico Moreno, but Nico Lodero <laughs> and, and what might be happening with him in Liga MX, right? That's right. All right. So, uh, today we're also going to talk about uh, some new contract signings that happened uh, since we last met, one of which, of course, is Jordan Morris. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the ramifications of that, uh, both socially and for the team. Uh, and, of course, the Christian, uh, uh, the Georgian Morden team is back together again because today they officially announced the signing of Christian Roldan to a five-year contract. Wait, yeah, not, 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 not officially. Not officially? Yeah, oh, I it's thought that just, was, oh, my bad. So it, it's a report that I can back up through okay. a uh, reliable source, All right. but nothing's official until the club says it. <clears throat> right. uh, so that word official, I have uh, a distinguished 
uh, alarm in my head for it. So as <laughs> yeah. soon as you hear official, uh, red flag comes up. So uh, sources so not appear to indicate that we have signed Christian Roldan for another five-year contract, uh, and uh, it's a, it's a, it's again, it's a, it's a, it's a decent contract for him. It's great for the team. It's great for the youth, and I think there are some implications for uh, for the team that we can we can talk about as well. Uh, we're gonna the, get into that. Yeah, we're gonna. Oh get, yeah. We're going to get deep into it. And, uh, you know, with these rumors, there, there's just so much going around and, and how people work with sources. We'd like to hear a little bit more about how you do your work, how you do your writing, how you source things. And, and I know you're very meticulous and very careful about what you put out into the world. Yeah, the more I've been into as, it, as the, yeah. the more careful I am. Uh, yeah. Initially, I I used to work off of a lot of soft rumors. Uh-huh. Uh, now I make sure that I filter those two mm-hmm. to three times. So we'll talk about that. Okay, that's great. And, you know, we love to get meta here. We like to get into the weeds and, and, and figure out how people do what they do in the industry, man. Okay, and then what else is on the docket? Man, I think that's just about it. Uh, right. those, are, those expand, man. So, you know, it's one, two, three, but those, those well, one, two, get three open. It's big and gets mm-hmm. deep. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay, so what's with this What's with this uh, uh, Nico Lodero rumor about him going to Cruz Azul? All right, man, so I'm just going to give you give me the rundown. Nico, Nico's rundown of the way that played out for me. I, I get a call. Uh, 7.45 in the morning precisely. I remember looking at the uh, uh, clock on top of my coffee machine. And this was like, yesterday the 17th? This was the day before that, I believe. Okay. So, okay. Uh, Monday? Yes. Okay. Correct. Yes, exactly. Monday. It was, it, it was Monday uh, because uh, people were trying to uh, report that... Uh, there was going to be some big news out of Liga MX and that it had to do with Nicolas Sodero. So I started getting calls immediately. Oh, sure. Uh, then Tuesday, uh, somebody basically says, hey, uh, on Wednesday, they're going to present him. He's going to be there. Uh, and typically, I get a lot of those calls and I don't really do much with them. Uh, to me, that move didn't make much sense. So I didn't really care much to do any research on but when certain people started talking about it and started carrying a little bit more heat uh, then I went and did my thing right so uh, first thing I do is kind of try to analyze the situation uh, would Nico want to go uh, so I could tell you that <laughs> right, in, right what's right. the motivation yeah so in a personal level I could tell you that <laughs> I've talked to Nico consistently I feel like we have a pretty good relationship and uh, he has told me again and again how comfortable he is in MLS how uh, happy he is with his family here he enjoys that they can go places then they're safe they can go to the games there's no hackling there's no issues mm-hmm. like there can be sometimes in South America um, however he always puts the caveat in the, the fact that he says, well, if uh, Nacional uh, from Montevideo was to call or uh, there would be one of the places where I would go. Uh, Boca Juniors is another place that I, I feel like I have a connection with. So those places he always puts out there. But going to Liga MX, I just didn't see it. So uh, uh, would there be any team in Liga MX that he would he would uh, that he would be more uh, uh, there would be more affinity for? And is Cruz Azul just such a, a terrible fit you know he's you know in the heart of DFA Mexico City down there well, is there anything that would bring him there outside of cash I don't think so yeah. uh, I think Cruz Azul is a team that is a very uh, frustrated team they uh, haven't won uh, title in a very very long time they're always right there uh they tend to lose in <clears throat> awkward fashion uh they just seem to be that team that always gets there and then never gets the title yeah. uh, so i think there's a lot of pressure uh i think that mexico city is a very complicated place to live in yeah. and, and in general i don't see that being a good fit for his family uh so aside from the cash i, I just don't see it okay okay so <clears throat> who would who would benefit from so if Jorge Ramos is is promulgating that rumor he he's he, he do you think he's very confident in that or is he is there something else going no, he, on he, is there an undercurrent is he looking for clicks is he looking right. for you know magazine sales well uh, Jorge Ramos uh, does like to kind of swing and for the fences. he's not as scared to miss. Okay. And he uh, constantly has that ability to do so because he's so big mm-hmm. that he will swing at a ball five, seven times and he'll get one home run and 
okay, well, that, that's what I did, right? Um, I think that in this particular circumstance, he is getting information from a what he thinks is a good source. Mm-hmm. It could be an agent. It could be somebody from Cruz Azul that's trying to uh, make something happen with another team. I, I'm not really sure, but he's definitely getting information from somebody who he feels is so strong that he's willing to put his name out there huh. about it, right? So me, I have to call my own sources, which I... We'll put my hands on fire for it. They've never burned me. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's where we are, basically. I have called my sources. I have done my work. And three of those sources all have given me the same consistent answer. There's nothing there. Okay. Tim? You don't think it, I know whenever somebody, another player, another league is trying to jockey for a contract, they always link MLS. They always say, oh, the Sounders are interested in this player. Do you think sure. it's just strike me, you know, strike me dead if I'm just going to hell for saying this, but do you think Nico's support and his representation is trying to get Nico a better contract from the Sounders by saying I, there's I'm, other suitors in other leagues? I mean, it could be. I I certainly wouldn't put it out of the question. Uh, I, he has a contract through 2021. He just had an extension recently. Okay. Yeah, uh, so, so the timing's off for that. So the timing's off that for, for trying to get a contract. Maybe he wants to... <laughs> get an extension or reconstruct the, the deal I, I, i'm not really sure that that could be a stretch right so that's why there's so many elements that don't really make sense yeah. to me or what right <laughs> and then th- this whole thing was started by uh the audio record uh which is a um, outlet in mexico that it tends to just kind of swing at things as well uh-huh. uh they were saying that uh, tony alfaro was the new chivas uh player and all these <laughs> things good luck with that uh <laughs> and and all of that is all part of that same uh outlet that just tends to just kind of say things okay did that tony alfaro thing ever grow legs is he going to trial <laughs> so as far as i know so, so as far as i know he did uh he was in guadalajara yeah. he did try to try out there's just nothing has happened uh <clears throat> chivas has just recently acquired a center back whose name is escaping my mind right now uh that is a very known center back so people are starting to back down on the uh subject however uh, i'm hearing he's still down there and he's still trying to make something happen so what happened with tony is that seattle declined his option so his agent has to try to get him going somewhere chivas has shown some interest the year prior to this before he had a really really bad season as he did uh in which he ended up playing with s2 most of his time uh Uh, so it didn't make much sense. So he ended up just going with it, trying to try him out, trying to get his name out there because it's good for Tony Alfaro to be linked in any way to yeah. Chivas, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So who else might benefit from this? Is 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 there an an agent that's propping this up? Is there like who 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 wins in in a situation where it, this rumor is persisting? It'd have to be Nico and. Uh, Cruz Azul as a club. Okay. Uh, are they uh, hoping to push a deal with another player of that same position? Oh, and they're trying okay. to put this out gotcha. to say, hey, man, we got options. We we could get Nico Ladero. He that wants totally to come sense. here. Uh, so either you so either you know you let us take you at this price, or we're just gonna go with Nico. And if Cruz right? Azul is 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 a little bit desperate, they're gonna yeah, all right. right. And Cruz Azul is coming from losing the final to Club America, yeah. so they want to try to rebuild. They're trying to make all of these things happen. Uh, Ricardo Pelaez. Uh, who's the sporting director, I believe, of the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's already putting things out there saying, oh, don't worry, I'm already making moves. So he wants to look active. He wants to show that he's out there places. So even he could be the one that's spreading this out there saying, hey, I'm not only looking around certain places, but I'm also looking at MLS, right? Okay. Okay. I'm just hoping that this doesn't turn into another uh, three weeks before the season begins. Right. Oba disappears, goes to China, kind of a thing. And, so. and that's, uh, I mean, that's a that's, that's a worry. That's Th- that's fear, a worry of right? mine because I mean, yeah. I I have put my name out there. I have challenged a very well known personality, yeah. uh, because I believe in my sources. But it makes for good TV. Should we be sitting <laughs> as close to the window? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he definitely. Uh, I think after today, he might notice me. I don't think he has yet. Um, I. Think he'll start reading your stuff a little bit, see where you're at. Yeah, because cool. today I was pretty blunt and just saying, "Hey, you know what? Is his sources against mine? We'll 
figure out who's right at the end. <laughs> right on. And what would be the window for that? Like, how would you? When would you know? When would we well, know well, that, for certain? His when they fill is, that position. His window's so short that that's what he's at a disadvantage because he's saying that this thing is done, and he went from saying. And now his statements are so contradictory. Like he uh-huh. says, it's official in a 90, but it's only 90% sure. You can't <laughs> say it's official and say 90% sure. And then today in his show, he said, well, it's just a verbal agreement. So he continues to just backtrack. And then he's saying, well, it's going to happen in, in the next day. And he keeps swinging his phone and saying, oh, I just got a text about this. Oh, it's going to happen tomorrow or the, ne- the day after. So his okay. window is so short that he keeps closing on him and he keeps trying to reopen it. And yet nobody at the Sounders organization has breathed a word of Nothing. any of this. And That's I would completely... know. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn. But, right, right. But, but typically when You're things are happening, I mean, they're smelling it, hearing it, or looking at it. I mean, yeah. it's it just, just kind of the way it works, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I happen to have just enough people that, that like me that, you know, I'll... I'll I'll get a call. I'll get something, right? So if if money's the only consideration that that Nico Ladero would even consider going and living and dragging his family to Mexico City for, what what are we talking about? What are the dollar values that we're talking about? So right now, uh, Jorge Ramos said today in his show that uh, it was a a four million seven hundred and twenty something figure for his uh, transfer fee. And then I'm guessing they'd be willing to take him on his $2 million salary or maybe add to that. But all he mentioned today was that that fee. See, uh, Nico huh. came so, here on a, approximately $6 million transfer fee. So they're not really gaining out of that. Right. But I don't know. They're just kind of And they they're not looking there. to get rid of him. No. I mean, no, what's the upside for the Sounders to sell Nico? So that's <laughs> the third one. So we talked. So, so it, it breaks down to three things, right? right? One was personally, I don't think he would go. Two is just it doesn't make any sense in regards to the money. And three is that Seattle has constantly showed us, and in every conversation I've had with Garth and Chris Henderson, that they are sure that Nicolas Todero is a key player that they want to work with. He's our cam. He's the director of the offense. He's Raul Ridiaz, your golden boot boy. Right. Number one guy. Right. So, that just doesn't make any sense to me why you would mess with that right now. Okay. So speaking of Raul Ruiz, what what are your impressions of the uh, of of how the uh, how, how the the end of the season shaped up for the Seattle Sounders? That's tough. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think that there were injuries that ended up affecting our capability to win that last game. I think that not having Christian Roldan uh, in that second leg was huge. Because you end up uh, putting, I believe, it was Harry Ship on the wing. Uh, I don't remember. I want to say it was him. I'm pretty sure it was him. And uh, the the, the uh, offense was so stagnant that you didn't have anybody making those smart runs that Christian right. Roldan makes and uh, keeping uh, the defenders uh, honest and and things of that nature working well with Raúl Ridiaz. So, bottom line is that I think that the season ended in a good note because we ended up in a great position. You have the best second half of a season in franchise history or MLS history. And you end up losing in PKs to a very good Portland team despite having so many injuries. Yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, with respect to that Portland game, the two legs, just generally performance was, we talked about it on the show, performance in my mind wasn't, where it needed to be for a lot of the reasons that you just you just mentioned did did portland deserve to make it to the cup final in your mind you think they worked for it i knew that the team that would come out of the sounders portland key uh series would go to the final i I was not thinking about kansas city at all so you thought we had kansas city's number I think either team could yeah. have. Uh, it, it was just that that simple. I, I saw Kansas City struggle defensively. I didn't think that they had legitimately the, the power up top to just finish plays. And, and they're just a very key even team. They, they didn't have like a specific player, a franchise player that was important. That that, that could, you know those, those playmakers, those 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 game changers. Um. So and and just a little bit more about about how you do what you do how did you how did you get into being a source for for or, or finding sources for all of this this cool writing that you do on and these these rumors and transfer rumors and how did you i mean i know this is something that you've built over 
a, a number of years, right? And and making the contacts down in in Central and South America that you that you have. How, how do you how do you start to realize that you have that? And that's something that you can leverage to do something you're passionate about. I'm really excited about that. Uh, well, well, just it's simply the transfer window was something that was very natural to me uh-huh. uh, because I came in into a point where a lot of MLS teams were going to South America. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I started doing this before the MLS 3.0 happened, in which you know you started getting all these TAM players that were from South America, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, with the ability to create a network with the right type of sources and filtering those sources, those that didn't work for me, blocked, okay, go do your own thing, <laughs> and then those right ones that were connecting me with presidents of clubs in South America, uh-huh. with player agents, uh, directly with players, then you start building a, a friendship, a relationship in every country. So I know that in Paraguay, I got my team. In Peru, I got my team. Just recently, three really good guys in Brazil. Uh, got all my guys in Colombia. Uh, Venezuela is, is one that I have a hard time going with. I only have one contact there. So I just continue to work down there and, and try to exchange information, exchange. Uh, if they want somebody talking about MLS, I'll be the first one to let them know sure, that sure. I'll be there for them. And you just ex- exchange work, create a network, and that's basically how it happens. Okay. So it's you just you just do the hustle. That's right. You just it's basically it's about a hustle. Hustle and mm-hmm. having a mouthpiece. Yeah. You gotta sound professional. You gotta be likable. I mean, I, I talked to uh, the president for Bella Sarfield, and it was an instant good relationship between me and him. You know, uh, I, I like the team. I've watched the team when I was uh, younger in Copa Libertadores, and we just had a good conversation. So then he becomes a, a really good source at, at, at some point because he knows you. So he's not gonna decline your call or he's gonna at least text you back or WhatsApp you because that's kind of what everybody <laughs> uses WhatsApp uh, from here to South America uh, and so on and so forth. Okay, right on. Yeah, WhatsApp is, is definitely a... Uh a platform that's used by a lot of folks that aren't in the United States. Yes. I've learned, yeah. So we've it's got a, a lot of expats that that work at at my workplace, and uh, all the all the fun group chats are on WhatsApp. Yeah, like everything. Everybody, yeah. Radio station is the same thing. They'll take calls from everywhere else through a WhatsApp number. Huh. Yeah. So that's it's, cool. it, it, it's a thing. Uh, and it makes people closer. I, th- I think it's great. It, it helps me out. It helps my, my phone bill, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah, totally. It, it would hurt me if I was calling <laughs> Brazil and Argentina and Chile and all these places. And you certainly my... can't travel all the time. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Do you get you... a lot of travel in? No. If you make a phone call and use your uh, T-Mobile internet, like Wi-Fi at home, you can uh, you can make that happen. Oh, really? No charge. You can do what you now? Make a Wi-Fi call. You can. Yeah. I don't pay. Well, my wife calls Australia a bunch, and she refuses to use the Wi-Fi, so I know I have to pay for it, but uh, I try to convince her that if I just make a Wi-Fi call, or even maybe Facebook, I think you can do make a Facebook call, but that's kind of random. I do I do Facebook calls sometimes, actually. Yeah. My uh, sister-in-law, brother-in-law in Mexico, we do a lot of Facebook there's calls. So many, there's so many uh, uh, services out there where you can do high-quality calling across the Internet, for low to no cost that it's it's really hard for cell phone companies not to be able to you know try to compete with that yeah as long as there's no tariffs going in i've pocket dialed people before (laughs) in other countries yeah (laughs) zero one one eight seven two three two five nine seven four one yep eight six that's jenny six seven five three oh nine hi i yeah. So uh, in the intent so how, to give you guys more content. How do you maintain that the, those relationships, though? I mean, that's to me, that's the the heart because I'm not like naturally a, somebody that's good gifted. with nurturing, gifted with nurturing relationships. No, like, it, it, and, and that's hard. That's hard. Work. It's hard. It's hard. It pisses my wife off because. <laughs> I'll be taking calls at random times of night, and it looks sketchy. So I'm like putting stuff on speaker. Go ahead and talk, man. Hey, girl. What do you want? <laughs> hey, girl. Exactly. You know, I can't. You know, so it, it, it is. It is. It, it does take time. And, hey, and your, you, your girl's probably like, that's probably some kind of code. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's what are exactly you wearing, what Jake from Brazil? <laughs> that's exactly it, right? So, so yeah, it does take time. You're, you're absolutely right. N- n- nurturing yeah, those relationships. <laughs> na- na- nature, uh, nurturing those relationships is, is hard work. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because you got to take calls. You can't dismiss people because 
they don't dismiss you. Is there a lot of gift baskets involved around no, the holiday season? No, it's, it, 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 it's all talks, man. It yeah. really is. And you it's just, just, you it's just showing people. You showing people you care. Yeah. So, uh, j- just recently, uh, there was a there's a player that's going to the New England Revolution. Uh, he's a, a striker from uh, Medellin in Colombia. Uh, last name Caicedo, um, and he's a 29 year old striker. Very good. Uh, you know, I, I knew about it. I got calls. I was just trying to help out a source that has helped me out sure. in the past. So um, uh, getting him some information, some contact and stuff like that. And that's how you keep relationships alive. Yeah. Uh, in Peru, uh, I got a lot of connections because there's this newfound love between the Sounders and yes. Peruvian players. Yeah, yeah. And Chris Henderson has a lot to do with it because he's spending so much time with Raul Ridia's new agent group, which is Reddit. And... Um, his two agents, which is Pepe Chacon and uh, Raul Gonzalez. Um, and there's another guy named Elio, which is also Hurtado's agent. They're basically the new super team of agents in yeah. Peru. And I feel I like Pepe Chacon just sounds awesome. He sounds like a baller. <laughs> he does. Oh, yeah, I, 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 just, I see. I just remembered that movie. Uh, uh, we are the we are the we're the Millers. Wow! 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 Not until you said that, did I just realize that? <laughs> Shark Tank. And okay, guys, that's a real name, by the way. <laughs> I swear, I'm not making that up. <laughs> All right, sorry. I, 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 no, that's a great point. That is hilarious. We gotta pull the no, pop funny. culture references every once in a while, or we're not staying on brand. You know, it's gotta happen. Yeah, it's like absolutely it. gotta. That's happen. the good thing about. That's the good thing about the the Flander B team, right? Just a little bit of this and that. I like it. Yeah. So you dropped some news today, actually, Mr. Nico. And I was, I mean, got to tell you, I was expecting like some big, huge signing, right? Yes. Hashtag Suarez Watch. And that's, uh, as an aside, that would be the the number one thing that would make me really sad about losing uh, Nico Lodero is that we would close that Suarez connection. That would be like there would be zero hope right in real life but anyway (laughs) okay there isn't much hope i mean you gotta wait a couple of years i'm not gonna lie to you i've shut that down so many times we're just trying to keep the hope alive we're just trying to keep the hope alive there was a joke in there somewhere and obviously somebody told me i didn't it didn't happen but no 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 but you you, i'm not lying to you man people call me about all the time about it hey you know what luis suarez looks kind of slow today you think he's gonna be making that mls hop Bro, no, man. What are you No, he's got a cold. About? Calm he, the fuck down. He doesn't matter. This guy could be out there limping. He's still going to make money elsewhere. That's right. He's going to go down to... He's going to go to Coca-Cola before he goes to the Sounders. No, well, you know what? He, he'll maybe go to like a Everton, you know, right, go, go down right. to a Sevilla. There's a couple levels. I don't know. There's a know? couple levels. Right. So it's just, yeah, I mean, it'd be awesome that he came and, and you know, maybe... I some... don't know. Eredivisie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no, he came from there, didn't he? Was, Did he? Was it Ajax? Yeah, he played in Ajax. Oh, so he played in Ajax. Um, all right, so you started the conversation. I did what start the conversation. My whole point. News? Well, the breaking news was so unofficially, Christian Roldan was signed to a new contract. Correct. And do you have any details on on contract amount, duration, anything like that? You'd like to share with us? Absolutely. And the reason why I was so excited and why I thought it was such an important breaking news to me even beyond the fact that it's not a transfer uh related news mm-hmm. i think that christian Roldan has been a player that has come through the youth system of soccer here not necessarily to the usda type and he's still being able to make a, a difference he he has the attitude he has the drive he's basically the role model for what every athlete should be just leveled guy family guy just and that's just outside of the field. And uh-huh. on the field, he is uh, versatile. He does just about everything you want him to do. And the fact that now, as you mentioned, the details on that is that he gets a five-year guaranteed contract uh, for a total of $4 million that puts him about approximately 800000 uh, a year with what I'm guessing would have some type of um, uh, stone performance yeah performance bonuses sure, sure. i'm sure it has sure. to have there's that. incentives yeah right yeah, and yeah. and he probably make a little a bit more than that so i just think it's so great he's got eight basically 800k annual guaranteed salary yep that's what it sounds like okay uh, so according never... so right, go how go ahead yeah no i'm just saying according to my source yeah, yeah. Uh, that you know has knowledge of the deal that has been made has been signed um 
that's basically the details that I was provided. So how does that compare to the, uh, and if it's too soon, let me know. How does that compare to the Jordan Morris contract? Uh, I think it's similar. I think it's the Seattle Sounders showing that they value their youth, that they value the players mm-hmm. that have come up uh, through their systems in one way or another. I mean, uh, Jordan, obviously, to the academy, uh, Christian being drafted, being a player who got Lagerway. Uh, I put that on my uh, article today uh, was the fact that. Garth Lagoa's first brilliant move as a GM was moving from the second round to the first round and trading his old team, mm-hmm. Real Salt Lake, in order to get uh, uh, Christian Roldan, who's a player that had slid to that uh, specific uh, like position. 16, oh, okay. I believe. I don't know why that sticks out. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, on record, it looks like he was making about 150. Yes. So now that bumps it up significantly. It's a life-changing number. And, and, you know, one of the things that to me is so important is the fact that you, I'm not worried one little bit on on, uh, Christian Roldan taking a day off because he's now making way more than he was making because of his work ethic, because of the way he's upbringing. I've talked, spoke to both of his parents, fantastic people, hardworking people. I just... I think he's earned every single penny of this $4 million and he will continue to work for that and more. And I haven't been on the Twitter to kind of see what fan reaction is around this, uh, around this particular signing. I'm not going to get in the Jordan Morris thing just yet, but I do yeah. want to give you your chance to talk about that. Um, so Chris Roldan has very clearly done the work. He's He's been present. He's He hasn't had a whole lot of injury time. He has... He's played just about every. He played just about every minute last year. Yeah, with right? the exception of the few um, minutes that he got hurt from the last Portland match. Right. Yeah, like, he racked the most team, the most minutes on the team. Like, and he's working, and he has done several years in multiple positions. He's play, He's he's done the time in uh, uh, you know playing out of position with very like no complaint, like no complaints. Like, what do you need me to do, boss? I'm on it. Uh, it it's definitely different, and I get the. Christian deserves a five-year guaranteed. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that he uh, has produced constantly enough mm-hmm. that they can do that. Um, I thought that the Jordan Morris was maybe less less substantiated at some sort. I mean, I... I a three-year guaranteed deal. Yeah, coming off of a knee a injury. Right. Yes. I mean, you're talking about ligaments and and I I think he's a great kid. I think he's a he's a talented player. I think when he's played, he showed what he can do. It's just that I wasn't expecting that deal, so he, he caught me more off guard. The, the Christian Roldan contract made sense in my head. The Jordan Morris not as much and for that much money and that length of time. So mm-hmm. I understand why people would have a second uh, thought about it and be more uh, on defense about it. Um, so I think the difference here is that Jordan is has a lot of potential but hasn't proven it necessarily because of injuries, not because he hasn't been able sure. to do it. Uh, and, jo- and Christian, on the other hand, I think he was a potential guy that has produced, has been to that potential, and maybe even more. Okay. So if uh, and I don't know if you want to speak to this, but Eddie Johnson had some concerns about about how he left the club and what he did or did not get in a uh, in a in a in a in a uh, as far as contract goes. Uh, he got kind of sloughed off to to D.C. and he performed OK there and got a pretty good deal after that and so on and so forth. Is there anything to the argument that there's a little bit of a, of a racial bias in how players are compensated in the MLS? Uh, I can't go there just because I feel like that was in a different time. That was in a different MLS without the TAM, without... And I wasn't as in tune as I am sure. now with the salary structure and things of that nature. Uh, I do understand why there's resentment there. Uh, I... I I think that I was close to him uh, when he was here. We'd have talks about what he was looking for, why he was frustrated. And I do know that he was expecting the club to pay him for being a goal scorer and and being the leading scorer of the team and and producing on the field. And when that didn't happen, I think that's where all those feelings came to mind and ended up being a bad breakup. 
is so there there's a there's an argument that it was a different time and it was different management obviously very different manage mm-hmm. management very different uh, uh different league different league different everything right um but management in particular uh is there anything that would indicate that that when uh, Joe Roth was making some of those decisions, or when it was a it was a, a different decision making process that that could have fed into uh, any of that decision making. Perhaps uh, I think that the team has always been uh, a group effort. You know, it's kind of a roundtable. Uh, Chris Henderson, Adrian Hanauer. I, I don't think there's one person particularly making those decisions especially when we try to bring maybe race into it i yeah. I, I don't see it because th- it's a very diverse group in regards of thought process okay that's what i mean uh, uh chris anderson is a guy that that's very open to things and i think he has a, a lot of influence on what does happen with the team i met him a time or two he's he's a real stand-up oh guy. he's a fantastic guy he is a uh, great at his job and an even better human being uh, we're very lucky to have him. Don't know how much we're going to have him because I have a feeling that <laughs> someone's going to pull him to be a GM Some of those else. relationships are going to pay off. Yeah, right so my, uh, Miami, he interviewed for the Miami job okay. as, a, as a GM, and uh, obviously he didn't get the job, but I'm sure that won't be the last time someone's going to call him. And we want to talk about uh, what's going on with the uh, with the rest of the team, too. Uh, certainly Christian Roldan and Jordan Morris are not the only uh, show in town. And uh, uh, there have been other teams making some uh, uh, making some moves. Uh, some of the players that we've kind of talked about, Kellen Rowe just signed uh, today with a, with another team out of New England. And uh, uh, who did he sign with, Tim? I think he went to Colorado Wait, for about that makes an hour and a half, and then got <laughs> a connecting flight to Kansas City. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I think honestly, that's what he said today. He probably yeah. got a phone call like, "All right, we're trading you to Colorado." Oh crap, <laughs> rats! All right, uh, uh, but two seriously, hours later, we're so trading, yeah, change my right. We're so, so you talked a little bit, Nico, about that that the Jordan Morris uh, Christian Roldan deals really indicate that we're trying to build a stable team and uh, expand from that base. What does that look like? Uh, what does that look like for the rest of the team? Who's uh, not guaranteed? Who's not signed? Who do you think's uh, getting ready to cut out? Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of players that, although they are signed through 2019, there's still question marks. Uh, the first one and probably the most obvious is Waylon Francis. Uh, he's a player that was. Uh, inconsistent in, uh, on the field at times and although he's a really uh, interesting and, and a good friend I know that he had uh, maybe he was not the first choice uh, by the uh, coaching staff right so you got to think that where he where is he going are they going to fit him uh, what's, hap- what's going to happen with Brad Smith is uh, the Premier League team that he uh, owns his rights and he's loaned off well, he, they recall that um, so I think that, that we could start there. Then there's Roman Torres, uh, a player who uh, is, is a guy that I can tell you is not happy sitting on the bench. He wants to be out there every single time. He wants to lead a team. Uh, he has done the, the work uh, throughout his career to prove that he needs to be a starter. So I think that there needs to be a point in a conversation in which either you insert him into the lineup or you have to try to figure out where else you could put him in because he's not happy just sitting there he'll do it because he wants the best for the team and i've talked to him about this but his essential goal is to play every game what are our go ahead uh what's the story on ozzy have you heard anything from his camp i have not i have reached out constantly to ozzy alonso i have been unable to get anything on him uh aside from the fact that i know that orlando and uh uh, Cincinnati were interested in at one point that's literally the only thing that i've been able to find out on it and uh I think that there's a chance he could still come back. He's just going to have to take a major pay cut. He's not going to win over a million dollars. Um, and uh, there might be a pride uh, involved in that. Yeah, and uh, that. Garth Lagerway is a very calculative person. He, he doesn't uh, marry into players. And uh, he's going to want to protect the team so as much as i would love to have him here because i i love ozzy i think he's he can still work hard i think he uh can be a leader in the field uh depending on what discount he wants to make he might not be here next year 
he's gone. <laughs> so what other what other opportunities are there uh, with with players that might not be under contract or might have an option to to exit? What op- what opportunities do we have to uh, shore things up? Do you see different formations next year? You think we're sticking with the four two? No, I think one? we'll stick to the same thing. And, and honestly, I mean, the reason why you're not hearing a lot right now when it comes to uh, possible uh, transactions and why other people maybe are making more interesting or named resounding uh, moves as it is, is because Seattle has a pretty good base. They know what they have. They got Raul Ridias. They got Nicolas Odero. Uh, they still uh, have Chad Marshall. Uh, they continue to believe in, uh, obviously, a Christian Roldan sure. that I think w- it's going to be a cornerstone of this team. Uh, so they have a, a, a backbone, right? So now it's just about What's going to happen? I think the four-two-three-one is here to stay. Uh, I don't think they'll change. They're going to have to try to figure out how they're going to implement Jordan Morris into this. Uh, he's probably going to end up being a right. winger, uh, and and that that's about it. I don't see us going to a four-four-two. Uh, I, I don't think it benefits the team. I don't think it's looked specifically good when they do run it. Um, so yeah. Left side, right side for Jordan Morris on the wing. Probably right side. Okay. Yeah. Probably right side because at this moment that's where you don't have necessarily somebody uh, consistent there. Because uh, I know that Jordan wants to be back at uh, center defensive midfield. Uh, he wants to do the box to box work. He feels more comfortable in a central role. Um, so yeah, I think you put Jordan on that side. You would stick to Victor Rodriguez and hope that uh, the injury yeah. prone <laughs> thing is behind him. Yep. And uh, you, you had a pretty good that. year. I mean, you had a pretty solid, stable year right yeah and i could say that i think yeah. uh, uh, victor is one of those players that when he's healthy you could tell he's technically gifted that mm-hmm. he uh can shoot with both legs that he could find players that he's not afraid to take on the one-on-one and he gives this uh team a different dimension when he's on the field so what are the uh so we've got a number of of available roster spots right now like roughly six is that right don't know okay so we got a number of available roster spots and uh w- what are what are our signing priorities in this offseason? What do you expect to see? Uh, so first is what the expansion draft, and then well, the expansion draft, draft we're not subject to that, right? Because uh, well, there's the expansion draft, and then like the supplemental draft, where we can sign guys that are technically the college released. kids, right? No, oh, okay. that are MLS pros. Gotcha. And they get released. Is that the reentry draft? Reentry. That's reentry. Yeah, okay. the reentry draft. I think that's what it is. I have notes on that, but um, yeah. So I believe you're talking about the reentry draft. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, what what positions are we looking to shore up? I mean, right. I, I I'd say left back. We seem to have like what three guys there right now with with uh, Nuhu Fran- uh, Francis and Brad Smith. Now, if Brad Smith gets picked up. Well, we still there was a conversation about another Peruvian guy. Yes, uh, Miguel Trauco. Okay. Uh, and uh, he's an expensive player. He plays for Fluminense. Uh, he is very good in the attacking third. He has issues defensively, uh, so I don't see them paying that much for a player that is not consistent in both ways. Uh, so is he a left-sided player? Yes, he he is a left-sided player. Okay. And uh, then. <laughs> I think that there is an issue with the with the left back position just because it was a rotating door of people and if brad smith which i hear you know with the injuries that uh his team had in uh, the epl there's potential that that loan would be recalled and then seattle has to react so we asked got lag away that and he mentioned yeah you know i mean there's a possibility that in the two-day window they call him back and then we have a time frame to react so i think that they're getting ready just in case that happens to make that move. Okay. Well, just sign the Trauco guy, and then uh, we can let Francis uh, go to another team, uh, maybe for some TAM. That's a lot of money because, I mean, you still have to, uh, going skills. back to the positions, you are looking for a right winger. Uh, I've heard that they do want to look for another box-to-box guy. Wait. Uh, obviously, when you are talking about point of order, we're looking for a right winger, and we just signed Jordan Morris. He's... Could be a right wing, could be a striker. <laughs> right. So, that, so that, what that, is that, that, that's basically what it is. How does that decision cascade south? How does that cascade down the field? What does that do to Kelvin Leardham and, and his uh, and how he's contributed uh, over the past uh, uh, over the past year? So basically, I think the reason why they're looking for a right winger is because yes, there's a possibility that um, if there's need to be, you have a second striker in Jordan sure. Morris and uh, a potential you could bring in somebody that could open that flank a little bit more. Um, and it, it's just one of those things that they feel pretty comfortable with 
Victor Rodriguez, but there's not that lockdown guy on, okay. on that right side. Can Victor play on the right if necessary? He, he's done it. I okay. mean, and, and I've talked to Nico and Victor about them switching positions constantly just to create fluidity sure. in the game. We know Rodriguez can play on the left. We know Rodriguez can play in the middle if, if Ladero's going to yes. go on to the right. So who, and then we know Ship can be on the left. So, I mean, our attacking three could be Rodriguez, Ship, uh, Ladero, and at least one other. I mean, maybe maybe that's, if, maybe see how preseason goes. Maybe Jordan Morse could be that attacking right midfielder. Um, yeah, Ship's going to be more of a depth guy. I don't think they see him as a full-on starter. Uh, that's what they want to add the... They want to add the talent there. Uh, so uh, wingers are, are typically somewhere where you want to look, look for, right? Okay. What else, man? Oh, no, I've been just trying to figure out who's coming, who's going. We already talked about who's likely going to stick around. Um, do you see any particular players in the reentry draft? that the Sounders would like to, to pick up on. Uh, look, I, I would be lying to you if I told you that I had my eyes on that draft at all. I am completely focused on just transfers for okay. uh, whenever the window, uh, when the window opens in January. And uh, I've always been skeptical of re-entry da- draft as a, as a mechanism other than to give these guys one last shot, right? Yeah, right. I mean, um, well, one man's trash <laughs> is another man's treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the but, same time, if you're... If you're if you've been released, it's either your number's too high or yeah, she's just not that into you. Yeah, but but I will tell you this: I will tell you that that Seattle's looking. They always look at every position. I think that they're still looking at uh, players even in the center back position because uh, Tony Alfaro obviously never really panned out and he's not in right, the team right. anymore. Chad Marshall is at age in which you might need to figure out what's going to happen. If Roman is not happy and you can't guarantee him a spot and you have to ship him, then you got to try to bring somebody else in. Um, I think that when it comes to strikers, you have uh, Raul Ridiz, and that's it. Jordan Morris obviously would come into play, but that's the only depth you have there because Lamar Nagel's not there. You don't have anybody else that plays forward. So, yeah. Will Bruin. Oh, Will Bruin. I'm sorry. Oh, how did I forget about my guy? Oops. <laughs> oh, God, you're right. So Smack me in the head no, for that. You know, it just, we're always thinking about, you know, getting. Pe- I, I want to make everybody happy. I want to find ways that we can rotate because we can't, we can't continue to start slow and then push the hammer down and start everybody and just burn them the heck out. So our, our back three, we can keep Roman and just have everybody play like two-thirds of the season, you know? You play this position, this game, and then, like in volleyball, then you switch to the setter, and then you sub out. And then, you know. So I, yeah, but it's just it's tough to, to keep two center backs that are making uh, 400 plus a year, because that's what they're both making, right? I mean, King Kihi is making a, a little bit less than what Ramon is making, so you got to try to make a choice there. Um, so that, that that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But yes, and let me put this into the record will Bruin definitely a big option when it comes to being a depth player i think he's a great guy he's a locker room dude he's willing to do whatever if he plays 10 minutes to eight minutes he does not care and he always produces is always there got a lot of love for will Bruin and what he does on the field thumbs up thumbs up Bruin. he was just partying with ecs a couple days ago yeah uh well a week and a half yeah yeah that's right anyway week and a half ago so uh Nico, we're we're about the end of it. Uh, we go, we're coming up against another event here at the Pony Keg. It looks like the younger crowd's coming in for trivia night. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, all the white folk. Um, so uh, again, El Rolo Noroeste, uh, El Rolo NW on Twitter. Definitely look you up and find all of your good work on Sounder at Heart and other outlets. Absolutely, guys. Yeah. So uh, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah. We'll be working uh, very hard into uh, continuing to break news. Uh, that's kind of just something that I've been uh, doing. I was. Uh, uh, I feel like I have a really good idea of where Chris has been over the past six months. So uh, we got some I have good a, stuff coming up. Yeah, I have a good. I have a good board uh, with players and destinations. I mean, it looks like a crazy men's dungeon when you look into my room. I have a board that I have to turn around <laughs> so my wife doesn't see Pepe it. Pepe Sylvia! <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's going. It's going. I'll be, I'll be giving you guys some good stuff. I'm looking and, forward to it. Yeah, and then maybe next time there's this Colombian uh, 
restaurant in Tacoma. Let's do it. That we should probably go to. 100%. Uh, Come on down. Luis yeah. Panes uh, empanadas are delicious. Okay. Uh, so next time we do this, I'm going to give you guys the address and maybe we can do it from over there. We'll meet there. That'll be perfect. Wonderful. Any parting shots before we uh, get out of here? Uh, no, man. Just uh, hit me up on uh, on Twitter. Uh, I, I will... Re- Repeat that I am extremely happy with uh, Chris and Roll Dan's contract. Yep, I yep. feel that is a transcending thing for uh, young players. And uh, what happens when you put effort, discipline, and uh, resiliency yep. uh, into what you do? Kids these days, man. Kids these days, working Be- hard because he, he's such happen. a great role model. Man, he's uh, yep. Latin American. Uh, my kid looks up to him. I feel That's like great. he has this whole persona about him that he's willing to do absolutely everything he can to stay humble uh he's come with me to uh talk to kids that are from like the can parks and recreation that's awesome. soccer. he's from rainier he, beach yeah yeah he, he's just such a great guy so he's happy to rainier have him. beach no that was the running joke he's from california oh okay i knew that he went to you damn it he, he wasn't part of the <laughs> yeah he's from california <laughs> no, it, was, it was yeah it, it was a running joke i'm fucking gullible okay so, um, Tim, thank you so much for coming as well. It's good to see you thank here you, in your natural in. environment in Kent, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, once again, I'm Steve. I've been Steve Kettleson. You can find me at Podfish on Twitter. Uh, follow the Flounders B Team podcast at Flounders B Team on Twitter as well. Uh, you can find all of the Channel 253 podcasts at channel253.com. Such shows as the Nerd Farmer podcast, uh, probably the top show in the Channel 253 network. You can also find Taco Man and lots of other great podcasts like the Interchangeable White Lady, Citizen Tacoma, and uh, which is has a new host now. Uh, so check out Candace Rudd on that on that new show. And uh, other than that, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back very soon with more wonderful, illustrious content. You know Nico is going to be transferred by the time this thing comes out. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to happen, man. I really hope I don't lose this battle, man. Oh, man. I hope not, too, because that would be... Congratulations, Wakanda forever. I'm keeping... Wakanda (laughs) Whoa. I'm keeping... uh, We're keeping hope alive uh, for the Suarez Watch. Ah, there you go. Yeah, that's, we got that's it. That's our parting <laughs> shot. Hope is in the basement. It's on life support. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. No, Hope's on the Interchangeable White Lady podcast. Oh, yeah. Blop, yeah, blop. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. We are out of here. This is Channel 253. Philly with all the shit is for me. Philly with everything is for Tim. Philly No Onion is for Nico. No Onion is mine. Awesome. I'm going to move this. You tell me if I screwed it up. You've done good so far. Yeah, You can move the mic all you want. Just don't touch the pile of the rat's nest of cables, okay? We're on our remote setup here. And, of course, so we have Tim Hamilton here at the bar. And this is good radio. We can listen to Tim eat.